Give thanks, give thanks to the Lord for His loving kindness is everlasting. Give thanks, give thanks to the Lord for His loving kindness is everlasting. Give thanks. You. Joseph, glory to God. And uh, we're coming at you today live, Facebook Live, hallelujah. And today is February the 2nd, um, 2020, amen. Today's Super Bowl day, right? <laughs> All right, well, I'll wait a few minutes here. There's a few people join. We'll, we'll wait and let other people join, amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. <clears throat> I want y'all to know if y'all have any questions for me, if you desire to input anything, you know, make sure and send it in the chat there. Uh, you can also email me at createdisciples at gmail.com. And, uh, and I will answer your email, amen. Uh, let's see here. I wanted to post my email real quick. Let me do that for y'all. All right, there's my email, and uh want to make sure y'all guys, if y'all have any questions, people out there have questions all the time, and uh, I'm, I'm welcome. I'd be honored to answer them for you. Um, like I said, today is February the 2nd, 2020, amen, and we're going to get into the Word today, hallelujah. 
we're going to be talking about something that's very important for the body of Christ to understand. It's called doubt and unbelief. And what that means and uh, where it's found in the word, amen, and why if we have doubt in our hearts, we disannul the word of God, we disannul our faith, amen. All right. All right, so uh, today I wanted to get started with uh, a beautiful scripture that I encountered this week. And um, in John 14, 27, well, hold on, hold on. We got to pray, amen. Amen. Hold on. Amen. Father, in Jesus' name, I thank you once again, Father, for this tremendous opportunity. I thank you, Lord God, that we stand in your presence, amen, ministering the words of life to your people, Father God, feeding your people, strengthening your people, Father God, teaching them your ways, Father. I thank you, Lord God, in Jesus' name, for your word today, Father. My son, attended to my word, incline thine ear unto my sayings. Let them not depart from thine eyes. Keep them in the midst of thine heart. For they are life unto those who find them and help to all their flesh, Father. I believe you, Father. I believe your word, Father God. Therefore, I speak your word. Amen. And I thank you, Lord God, in Jesus' name, Father God. You'll know the doctrine, whether it's of me, whether the man speaks of himself. I thank you, Father, in Jesus' name, Father, for your word. Amen. Today, and I thank you for those that are listening and those that will partake in the future, Father. I thank you for this bread of life, Father. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, like I said, I wanted to start today with the scripture in John 14, 27. John 14, 27, it says, Peace I leave with you, my peace I give unto you, not as the world giveth, give I unto you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. So one thing that the Lord showed me about this is that peace, you cannot have peace unless you have governments, right? And uh, in, in the scripture says in Isaiah chapter 9, verses 6 and, six and 7, of the increase of his government, government and peace, there shall be no end. So we understand that when we get in, in line with God and we get in line with his word, amen, then all of a sudden peace is a part of our lives because we're under his government, we're under his rule. His government, his rule is the word of God. I was watching a movie, <clears throat> it's called Jeremiah out there on on. Uh, and uh, the father was telling the son, Jeremiah, he says, this law is our government. And that's right, right? You see, the word is what governs our lives. It's what, it's what allows us to understand how to function and operate in every facet of our lives as a husband, as a wife, as a brother, as a sister, as a, as a father, as a mother, right? Uh, in our dealings in business, in our dealings with the world, how we function out there in the world and how that we maintain our sanctification, our, 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 our place in the Lord, always, always keeping the Lord in the forefront of our lives. We're training and teaching our children. We get up in the morning, we train them, we, we go to sleep, we train them, we go to the market, we train them, we go to the gym, we train them, we teach them. And uh, these are, you know, this is, this is the impartation that, that they get as far as the foundation in their lives. So anyway, this piece of God will be a part of their lives too because... They're standing on the foundation, which is Jesus Christ, right? Jesus said, I will build my church, and the gates of hell won't prevail, right? They're not going to come against the people of God because the people of God are submitted to my word and my way, right? So, again, my peace I leave with you. Well, how could he give peace if he didn't have peace? You see, you can't have peace unless you're under authority, unless you're under government. My peace I give unto you, not as the world gives. He's not talking about this peace of the world where there's no arguing, there's no fighting, there's no, you know, countries trying to, trying to take over another country and kings in the natural trying to take over land in the natural, you know. That's not what he's talking about. He's saying that don't let your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid of what? Afraid of the demonic realm and, and how they constantly oppress humanity, right? Everywhere we go, right? We got this huge outbreak in China right now. And now it's come into the United States. But the scripture says, Because you have made the Lord God, the Most High, your habitation, even your dwelling place forevermore, there shall no evil befall you, neither shall any plague come nigh your dwelling. For he shall give his angels charge over you to keep you in all thy ways, lest you dash your foot against a stone. You see, so he says here, Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. And we have to understand that 
Psalm 91, 1, right? And that previous uh, passage that I quoted is also from Psalms 91. And he says that he that dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. That place of the shadow of the Almighty is that place of under authority, the covering, you see? And the scripture says that that when Jesus, well, we're going to get into that in a minute, but so he says, don't let your, don't be troubled or afraid because you have my peace, because you're under my rule, you have my government. You see, you're under my rule, you're under my protection, you see, and therefore you can have peace. You can go in and out of the land freely. You see, blessed are you, are you blessed shall thou be when thou go into the land and blessed will not be when you return. You see, you're always going to be covered by the Lord and he covers us. One way he does it is through his angels. Amen. All right. Now it says in Isaiah 54, 13, and all thy children shall be taught of the Lord and great shall be the peace of thy children. Why is the peace going to be great? The peace is going to be great because the rule is great. The rule of the word that's being taught first, the order of first things, you must get this word in your heart and in your life. Amen. And you can't let it slip. As it says in Proverbs, my son, attend unto my words. Let them not depart from thine eyes. Keep them in the midst of thine heart. For they are life unto those who find them and help to all their flesh. Keep your heart with all diligence, for out of it flow the issues of life. That heart of man, which is made up of your spirit and your soul, right? You must keep your heart. You must keep the soul and watch him, because he will follow after some form of idolatry if you don't keep an eye on him. He'll follow either yourself, because you decide to move out from under the word of God and do your own thing. Or he'll follow others that are teaching false doctrine and false teaching. Or he'll follow the world that's constantly and always going to lead you back to yourself. Right? So it says here, hallelujah. All that children shall be taught of the Lord. You know, one thing about the season that we're coming into, and it's important for a man to know his season, a man and woman of God, that we need to understand our times in the Lord. Amen. And our times and our seasons in God are precious, amen. There's, God is constantly moving us from one phase to another phase to another phase, from glory to glory, from faith to faith, from, from strength to strength, bringing us into that 30, that 60, and that 100-fold fruit, the good, the acceptable, the perfect, amen. So we need to understand that this hour that we're in, God is pouring out his word with strength, amen, and with authority, amen. And you're going to see some... Uh, encounters in a minute we're going to talk about some encounters that jesus had and it's the same attitude that the people had towards jesus or the same attitude that the people have towards the sons of god and the daughters of god are do that are doing it the way of god okay so it says in john 6 54 it is written in the prophets and they shall be all taught of god every man therefore that hath heard and hath learned of the father cometh unto me see when you learn of the father and you've heard and learned of the father you're going to come unto jesus that's the goal is that everything that, 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 that we're coming into is to be like Christ in the earth, to follow the pattern that God set forth, the way of God, you see. So when you start coming into the kingdom of God, right, the, you must be born again in John chapter 3. You cannot enter into the kingdom, kingdom of God. Nicodemus said, how can these things be? Can I enter the second time into my mother's womb and be born again? Jesus said, that which is of the flesh is flesh. No, actually, he said, Marvel not that I said unto you must be born again. Let us go to that. John chapter 3. John chapter 3. Amen. Hmm. Jesus answered and said unto him, Verily, verily, I say unto you, a man, except a man be born of the water and of the spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. Okay? Now, that which is born of the flesh is flesh, that which is born of the spirit is spirit. Marvel not that I said unto you, you must be born again. And then he talks about the wind blows where it blows, and thou hearest the sound thereof, but you can't tell where it's coming from or where it's going. So is everyone that is born of the spirit. Again, and all thy children shall be taught of the Lord. So you can't get taught of the Lord if you don't have the Spirit of God. You must be born again. Amen? There's individuals that I know that, that, that have read the Bible multiple times. There's individuals that, that, that talk about, well, I believe the best out of all religions. <laughs> well, what's funny about that is Christianity is not a religion because religion is man's form, man's way of getting to God. But Christianity is God. Jesus came down 
to us. He descended down to us. He came down to us. He is the, as the scripture says, the uh, the less is blessed of the greater. We are the less, and we got blessed by the greater. Father, God our Father, sent the Son, the Jesus Christ, in this time of maturity to come and do his work in the Lord for the Father, unto the Father. It's the same thing with us. You must go through the pattern of God. Amen. And you're not going to get there in, by skirting the pattern. You're not going to get there by doing your own will in your life. That's why Jesus taught us you must deny yourself, take up your cross, and follow me. All right? Now, Jeremiah 31, 34, and they, shall, and they shall teach no more every man his neighbor and every man his brother, saying, Know the Lord, for they shall all know me from the least of them unto the greatest of them, saith the Lord. For I will forgive their iniquity, and I will remember their sin no more. See, when you're walking in that place with the Father, amen, you're walking covered by the blood of Jesus Christ. You know that you are the righteousness of God in Jesus' name. You're walking in the kingdom of God. You're walking after the ways of God. The Holy Ghost will constantly quicken you. He'll quicken that word to you and make it alive to you. As the scripture says about Jesus when he was walking with the, with the disciples and after his resurrection, and they said, did not our heart burn within us? You see, those men and, and those that are following after the Father understand the witness of God in their spirit. The scripture says in 1 John 5, 9, right? That the witness of God is greater. 1 John 5, 9. It says, if we receive the witness of men, the witness of God is greater. For this is the witness of God, which he had testified of his son, the weos. You see, the witness of God is greater, Amen. In other words, that witness that bears witness in your spirit is teaching you, is showing you, that anointing that abides in you, as it says in John again, 1 John, he says that anointing is going to teach you. These are the things that you're being instructed in as you're following the Spirit. Now, God still uses his teachers. As a matter of fact, the apostles, the prophets, evangelists, shepherd teachers, all of them have an ability to teach the Word of God. But the grace of God on the one that can teach and bring it forth and break it down is, is an incredible anointing and strength to the body of Christ. Now, because it's not the man, it's Jesus and the grace. The, and he gave gifts unto men. Doma. Doma gifts. He gave apostles, prophets, and shepherds, teachers. He gave us these for the edifying of the body of Christ, right? And for the building up of the people till we all come into the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. God our Father wants us representing the Lord Jesus Christ in the earth to its utmost degree. As a son of God, coming into that place where you understand your sonship in the Lord is the most important and most precious thing that you have with the Father. Because if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. You see? Hmm. And that significance of God that we get because we understand that the witness of God is greater than the witness of man. I'm not looking for the witness of man, right? I'm looking for God's witness. I'm looking for God to minister in my spirit and speak to me and show me and direct me and give me direction and understanding for my life, for my wife, for my sons, you see, for our lives, for the lives of those in the body of Christ that, I'm, that, that are close to me and that, that fellowship with me, etc., for my brothers and sisters in Marshall, Texas. Those are the things that I'm looking for as a son of God, right? Now, the scripture says in Isaiah 54, 14, in righteousness thou shalt be established. Thou shalt be far from oppression. Thou shalt not fear, and from terror, for it shall not come near you. So in other words, you're going to have peace, amen, because again, you're under the government of God. You're walking in righteousness. You understand that you're placing God through Jesus Christ as if you are the righteousness of God. You have a place with the Father, amen. And that's your inheritance. That's what the part that God has given you and the part that God wants you to move in and you to rule in, Right? It's interesting that, that uh, in, the, in the season of time we're in, talking about understanding our seasons, right? Understand, you know, the Lord was ministering to me and showed me this, the, the principle that um, he told him go and may, take, have dominion, right, in the earth and be fruitful and multiply, right? And the plant world does that with no problem. The animal world, you know, is getting challenged constantly because we're killing all these animals and we're making them extinct. But up until that point, they're making their babies and they're doing what they're supposed to do. They follow their function and their order with no conflict and no problems. But humans, right, we're the ones that now are constantly fighting against making babies and 
and, uh, and, and right, we're killing through abortion, we're killing through our ideas and philosophies about two men and two women, etc. You know, how can two men make a baby? How can two women make a baby? Well, that whole philosophy is, is contradicting directly against the Lord of the command that he gave us, go and replenish the earth, right? You see? And, and it's interesting that the, the very thing that God says, take dominion and multiply, are the very things that God, that Satan, I'm sorry, challenges. From the very beginning, Satan challenged Eve, right? And then, of course, through time and through, and through uh, constant perversion and perverting the seed and whatnot, the same thing in, in society today is that they're killing the babies, right? And and they got all these philosophies out there that that you know can't make babies, if you will. So anyway, I, I wanted to share that because again, uh, we're not going to be established if we're not doing it the way of the Lord. And righteousness is how you're going to be established, Amen. And because of that, you're going to be far from oppression and fear and from terror, for it shall not come near you, Amen. You must stand on the Word of God. You must not doubt what God's Word teaches us. And we're going to get into that in a little bit. Doubt and unbelief, amen. <clears throat> and look at this beautiful scripture, uh, Matthew 10, 13. And if the house be worthy, let your peace come upon it. But if it not be, but if he be not worthy, let your peace return unto you. See that? If they're going to accept the government of God and the way of God, etc., etc., then let the peace of God come to that home. But if they're not going to accept it, then you take it with you because you're bringing the government of God to them. Jesus said, <clears throat> think not that I am come to send peace on the earth, but I come to send not, I came not to send peace, but a sword. See, governments must come before peace. Peace is given. Amen. And, and therefore, you know, humanity and these guys were thinking, well, Jesus, you're going to set up your, your, your structure here on earth. Well, he told them the kingdom of God is not with observation, right? It's within your heart. I've got to rule your heart first. Amen. Now, <clears throat> in John 7, 15, I'm going to try to go through this real quick because I want to get into our outlines. 9, 21. The Jews marvel. It says that in Jesus, and the Jews marvel, saying, how knoweth this man letters never having learned? Right? And then again, Jesus told them and said, my doctrine is not mine, but his that sent me. John 7, 16, I'm reading from John 7, 15, 16, 15, 16, 17, and 18. And then he says, he that speaketh of himself seeketh his own glory, but he that seeketh his glory that sent him, the same is true, and no unrighteousness is in him. This doctrine, this teaching of Jesus Christ and the kingdom of God, you know, I made the comment to my sons a few back, weeks back, my son, I said, you know, every time I talk, I talk about the kingdom of God. It's not like something that that you're having to learn to do. It's because of your association with the Father. Because God ultimately wants to rule, amen, through our lives. Every situation that we get into. The other day, yesterday, we were in a, at the gym, and me and my son, and this young little boy in there, probably 10, 12 years old, started, you know, mouthing out these foul words. And I said, hey, 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 you need to understand where you're at, son. You are in a public place. If you want to go home and spout out all that stuff, that's fine. But here you have to be sensitive, right? Anyway, so it's just, like I said, we've got to bring rule and dominion everywhere we go. Now, verse, well, verse 15, Jesus, again, John 17, 15. The Jews were impressed but puzzled. How, this is in the message. How does he know so much without being schooled? Jesus said, I didn't make this up. What I teach comes from the one who sent me. Anyone who wants to do his will can test his teaching and know whether it's from God and, or whether I'm making it up. A person making, making things up tries to make himself look good, but someone trying to honor the one, the Father who sent him, sticks to the facts and doesn't tamper with reality. Amen. And again, we have to be mindful, right, where we're getting our information from. <laughs> and the thing is, is that, you know, the scripture is clear that we didn't receive it from ourselves, amen. We received it from the Holy Ghost. He's the source of our revelation and our understanding about Jesus Christ and the kingdom of God. Not me, right? Matthew 7, 28, and it came to pass that when Jesus had ended these sayings, the people were astonished at his doctrine. For he taught as one having authority, not as the scribes. Isn't that interesting? 
You got individual scribes, right, that are out there writing all their books and penning all their statements and make, publishing all their information and stuff. But it leaves one falling short, right? But Jesus, the scripture says that he taught his one having authority, amen? Now, Matthew 22, 33, and when the multitude heard this, they were astonished at his doctrine. And they were astonished at his doctrine, for he taught them as one that had authority and not as the scribes. And all that heard him were astonished at, it, at his understanding and answers. Whew. All right, well, I'm not going to read any more of those, but there's quite a few scriptures, you know, talk about that Jesus and the word and, and, and his doctrine and teaching and how that if man speaks of themselves, then, you know, the doctrine isn't of me. Our son of God or daughter of God is only interested in representing the Father in the earth. Amen. <clears throat> now, In Mark 5, 34, he said unto her, Daughter, thy faith has made thee whole. Go in peace and be and be whole of the plague. Now this word, this is what I was getting to, right? It's something that the Lord showed me here. Is this, this word go, right here in this verse, Mark 5, 34, it says, Go in peace. All right? All right, hupago in peace. The word hupago there means to come under, to lead under, to bring under. Listen to that. Isn't that beautiful? He said unto her, Daughter of thy faith that made thee whole, who pago in peace. Come under authority, right? Come under in peace and be whole of that plague. The reason he was able to bring that to that woman, to that daughter, is because he was a man under governments. He was a man under authority and he could bring the peace of God. And the priests of God brought her peace from the plague and from the infirmity and from the stress and the pressure of what she was going through. And so is it today that when we come under the rule of God, the same thing, the peace of God, frees us from the plague and from the infirmities of the world and the sicknesses and diseases that come through Satan and his perversions. And their goal is to steal that word from our lives. They seek to steal, kill, and destroy us so that we don't get involved in the word of God. We're distracted through the infirmity of their sickness. And regardless of what those things are in our lives that we're going through, the word is still true. Amen. So Hupago, it says, <clears throat> to lead under, to bring under. And when you say, and when you look at that word go, right, go in peace, go. Like, he's sending them away. No. What he was saying here was that go in peace. Go because now you've come under. <clears throat> I've led you under my authority. Now you can have peace, amen. Isn't that beautiful? That's a revelation to me. Now look at this one, Matthew 4.10. Jesus said, <clears throat> then Jesus said unto him, Get thee hence, Satan, for it is written, Thou shalt worship the Lord thy God, and him only shalt thou serve. The word, get thee hence, is the word hupago. Get thee hence. Come under my authority, be led under my authority, for it is written, Thou shalt worship the Lord thy God, and him only shalt thou serve. Now Jesus taught us that, Behold, I give unto you authority to tread upon serpents and scorpions and over all the powers of the devil. He was using that word right here, that principle, thou shalt worship the Lord thy God, and him only shalt thou serve. Get thee hence. Be led under, bring under, come under authority, and get out of here in Jesus' name. And understand that only you should only worship the Lord your God, and him only shall you serve. <clears throat> so he taught he showed him, I mean, he showed us right here that come under authority and first be reconciled that you may be blameless, lest Satan should get an advantage. We have to understand if we're not under authority, if we're crossing this word of God somewhere in our lives, Satan's got a foothold in our lives. Look at this one in Matthew 5, 24. Leave therefore thy gift before the altar and hupago thy way. In other words, come under authority first, right? First be reconciled to thy brother and then come and offer your gift. You see, if there's, if there's guile in your heart, if there's offense to your brothers or sisters, he showed you right here, come under authority first, do the will of God first, go make your relationship right with your brother or sister, then come and offer your gift. Upago. Amen? Now, same thing right here, Matthew 8, 4, and Jesus said unto him, See thou till no man, but go thy way. Hupago, come under authority. And this is the order. Show yourself to the priest and offer the gift that Moses commanded for a testimony unto them. Praise God. A witness that God has ministered and healed my life. Amen. 
Hupago and common authority, and as you have believed, so shall it be done unto you, because you have Hupago or came under authority. Matthew 8, 13. And Jesus said unto the centurion, Go thy way, and as thou hast believed, so Hupago, come under authority, and as if you as you as you have believed, so be it done unto thee. And his servant was healed in the same self same hour, man. Because that centurion recognized the authority of Jesus Christ. He recognized, he saw who Jesus was, and he came under authority, amen. And because of that, the word could go forth, your servant is healed. Mm. The self-same hour. Jesus said unto him, Matthew 19, 21, If thou wilt be perfect, go and sell all that thy hast, and give to the poor, and thou shalt have treasure in heaven, and come and follow me. Amen. So, if you will be perfect, mature, Upago, all that you have, and give it to the poor, and you shall have thesaurus, treasure in heaven, and come and follow me. Isn't that beautiful? Come under my authority, Jesus told them. Amen. And give to the poor, sell all that you have, and come and follow me, and you're going to have treasures in heaven. Young man, if you want to show maturity perfect, Upago, sell all that you have, give to the poor, you will have thesaurus in heaven, and come and follow me. Amen eternal treasures, amen, that we don't even understand or comprehend, amen, when we do the will of God and we obey the word of God, amen, we have treasures that are stored up that we don't even comprehend, amen. <clears throat> and there's quite a few scriptures on this, I mean, it's so precious, this word, Matthew 21, 31, the two sons that he told them go and work, one of them said I will and he didn't go, the other one said uh, I won't go, but then he later repented. And as he says in verse Matthew 21, 31, whether of them twain did the will of God, will of the Father. They said unto him the first, Jesus said unto them, Verily I say unto you, that the publicans and the harlots go into the kingdom of God before you. And why? Because they come under the authority of the word of God and they come under what the word teaches them. And the word go here is the word proago, which is to lead forth, to lead forward. So leading forth and leading forward these, son, these publicans and harlots are going to go, they're going to be led forward and led forth into the kingdom of God because of their obedience. Amen. Uh, well, that's all I'm going to read now on that. And uh, again, Hupago, amen. Come under the authority of the word of God, amen. Come under Jesus Christ and you're going to have peace, praise God. And don't doubt in your heart. And that's what we're going to get into now, talking about doubt and unbelief. Amen. Praise God. Now let's go to our, our foundational scripture here, Matthew, Romans chapter 4, verse 20. Now, in the beginning of these, uh, when I first started doing these videos back in 2018, um, we covered this quite extensively. But now, <clears throat> we're going to go over it again, amen. Not necessarily for the sake that nobody's heard this, but for the sake of refreshing. We need to be refreshed, amen, constantly. Refreshed in the Word, amen. Now, Matthew, I mean, Romans 4.20, all right? I'll read verse 19 first. And being not weak in faith, he considered not his own body, you know what? Let me post that outline before I keep going here. Okay, hold on. All right, there's the outline that I want to cover and I want to start with. Amen. <clears throat> now, so Romans 4.19 And being not weak in faith, he considered not his own body now dead when he was about a hundred years old, neither yet the deadness of Sarah's womb. Can you believe that, man? He didn't even consider his own body. I'm not able to perform these acts to bring forth a child and neither is my wife. And yet, regardless of all that, he said, I'm not even going to think about that, man. If you said it, Father, I'm going to believe it. 
So it says in verse 20, he staggered not at the promise of God through unbelief, but was strong in faith, giving glory to God. Now, the word staggered here, and by the way, in getting into this outline, you see that there's two words here that we're talking about, doubt. One is this one right here, diacrono, the other one is distazo. Two words here that we're looking at for doubt, and there's also two words for unbelief. Now, this definition here, this word right here, it says to separate thoroughly, to withdraw from, or by implication to oppose. So he didn't separate thoroughly. He didn't withdraw from her by implication to oppose. And oppose what God said. Now, the word dia, it comes from two words, dia and crino. Dia is the channel through which something comes through. And then crino is to distinguish, to decide, to try to judge, to hesitate, to pause, to be uncertain, to be sure. Now, it's found right here in Romans chapter 4, verse 20. And we're going to go over that one in the area of he staggered not at the promise of God through unbelief. So we need to understand that doubt is a result of unbelief. Now, this particular word unbelief here, he staggered out the promise of God through unbelief. Unbelief here is the Greek word apistia. A, no, not, pistia means faith, no faith. Now, how do you remedy no faith? You get involved in the word of God. Faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Without faith, it's impossible to please him. So you can't get into the promises of God and what God has, has, has brought us, has, wants to bring us into in his word if you don't have faith toward God. But if you have faith and you doubt, you pause, you hesitate, you see, you, uh, as it says here, you try, you judge, you hesitate, you pause. Well, I'm not sure if it's God's will to heal everybody. There was a precious statement that Brother Randy made in, these, uh, in one of the meetings here recently, and he said, um, it's interesting that you have individuals that don't believe it's God's will to heal everyone, but yet they go to the hospital or the doctor. You understand what I'm trying to say? You go to the doctors and you want them to give you the magic pill and the magic remedies and whatnot, but you won't go to the Father in faith and declare his word that himself bore my sicknesses and carried my diseases and with the stripes I'm healed. Amen? You won't, you won't bring the word out there and put it out there in faith toward God and hang on that word and don't doubt, right? Because we're going to see later that he could do therefore no mighty works because of their unbelief. So they had unbelief because they didn't have the word and they, and they didn't have the word because they hadn't been taught. See, you've got to hear this word and keep hearing the word, amen? Not hear it and, and disregard it. There's something we're supposed to be doing with this word. It's faith toward God. Now, so again, the word, uh, he staggered out the promise of God through unbelief. The word unbelief here is apistia. And apistia means unfaithfulness, faithless, want of faith or no faith, unbelief, weakness of faith. <clears throat> so unfaithfulness. In other words, you, you can't have faith because you're being unfaithful because you don't have faith. Untrustworthy, man. You don't trust God. So doubt, diacrono, the word diacrono here, comes through unbelief, apistia. You see, if there's doubt, and I see it all the time, right? Uh, the places that I work, the people that I encounter, and yeah, but, you know, even in my own sons at times, you know, they, 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 they'd rather take the world's opinion about a matter rather than what the Word of God teaches us, right? Of course, at that opportunity, I take the time to break it down for them again, amen? Because this world will confuse you. How can God heal me? I've got a busted shoulder, you know. How can God bring me to a place of where where I'm not no longer lacking? You know, where I'm where I'm poor or whatever, you know. Bring out the word of God on the matter, you know. It doesn't matter what it is, I'd rather stand on God's word, amen. Because I know that God is faithful. These are things that you have to constantly rehearse in your life. There's a scripture in um let's see here, Rome, I mean um Hebrews. He has said, therefore I boldly say, amen. I think it's verse 13, chapter 13. Uh, yeah, it says, so let your conversation be without covetousness. This is Hebrews chapter 13, verse 5. Let your conversation be without covetousness. Covetous means not, not avaricious, not wanting 
filthy looker. In other words, don't let that be your goal, right? Look at, look at the situation as the needs that, that are being met in your life. Be content with what things, such things as you have, for he has said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. Now, when you, if you look at the, 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 the subject here, he's talking about marriage is honorable in verse 4. So be content. As a, as, a, as a wife, to my, as me as a husband to my wife, be content. I will never leave you nor forsake you. Well, God the Father to his sons and daughters, the same thing. Be content. Therefore, I will never leave you nor forsake you. And therefore, because you have said, as he says in verse 6, so that we may boldly say, the Lord is my helper, and I will not fear what man can do unto me. Mm. I'm not going to worry about what mankind can do unto me because I know God's going to help me in these matters. And I'm not going to doubt, you see. Now, so again, uh, you doubt through unbelief. If you have unbelief, lack of the word of God, you doubt, you pause, you hesitate. Simple as that. All right, now, where is this word found? Let's look at a few other passages where it's found. Matthew 13, 58. Matthew 13, 58. And these scripture, scriptures are quite revealing when you look at this. And what he went through in, in, in ministering to the people and trying to bring them the kingdom of God. Matthew 13, 58, it says that, and he did not many mighty works because of their unbelief. Right? We're talking about doubt and unbelief. And that doubt is a product of unbelief. So if you have unbelief, this word apistia here is the same word apistia, which means no faith. If you don't have any faith, I can't do any mighty works is what he says. It's the same thing in our lives. God cannot do any mighty works in our lives all right, if we have unbelief, all right? Now, let's look at another one, Mark 6, 6. And he could, not, he could do there no mighty works, save that he laid his hands on a few sick folk and healed. And he marveled because of their unbelief. And he went into run about teaching, the village, teaching in the villages. So the word mighty work there, as we read, is the word dunamis. He couldn't do any explosive, mighty miracles because of their unbelief. So he had to stay there and teach them. Praise God. He taught them the word of God so they could begin to understand how to have, how to have faith toward God. You see that? Now, let's see here. Should we get into another one? Same, 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 same passage. Matthew, I think I already read that one. But the point is, is that uh, unbelief, Amen, will will keep you at that place where you don't experience God. Now, look at this in in Hebrews chapter three, verse twelve. Hebrews three twelve. Talk about entering into His rest, into the rest because you have the peace of God. Verse 12, it says, Take heed, brethren, lest there be any of you in an evil heart of apistia in departing from the living God. When you have unbelief in your life, it's an evil heart, the scripture says. And the way unbelief comes is through doubt. You pause, you hesitate. I don't think that's for today. Tongues aren't for today. And it's interesting that in all these teachings and these principles that God is trying to bring us into so that we can grow from line upon line, from here a little and there a little, and coming into faith to faith, to glory to glory, to 30, 60, 100, the blade of the earth, the four corn, continuously progressing and growing, right, in the kingdom of God, is that if you look back, I remember when I was born again and, and I was reading the scriptures about being uh, speaking in tongues, right? And I asked the brother, and he says, well, those things aren't for today, you know, those things are of the devil. Isn't that interesting? Is that that, that common statement will be made that way? And that the eternal word of God shows us that these things were being done in the Bible, and yet he'll call it the devil. But I didn't believe that, man, because the Holy Ghost, thank God, he kept teaching me the word. And eventually I came into that experience in God, amen. I grew another level in that word. But before that time, the enemy was trying to come in through all this false doctrine and false teaching and, and, and show me. Uh, a teaching or, and a principle that was not of God. I had to stay with the word, amen? And that's where our our success is, is in the word. The word, the word, the word. The word is what produces the things of God. It's the seed of God, right? You got the incorruptible and the corruptible seed. The incorruptible seed of word of God is the word of God that lives and abides forever. The 
corruptible seed, it's not going to live in a bond forever. It's 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 pointless. <laughs> it's wisdom that ascends, not wisdom that descends. There's two things there. One of them came from the bottom, the pit. The other one comes from God, heavenly, the source. So 19. Look at this one, Hebrews 3:19. So we see that they could not enter in because of Aphistia. You see that? And verse 18, he and he and to whom swear he that they should not enter into his rest, but to them that believed not. Right? That word believe, we're going to get into this, is apithio. And apithio comes from the word apithis. And each one of these words are unpersuadable. Uh, there's a word here in the in the Strongs that says contumptuous from one of those def from one of those words. And let's see if I got a definition for that. No, I don't even have a match for that word. Okay, so impersuadable, not compliant, disobedient. So there's people that get to that place where they're hard. They don't want to hear that word of God anymore. Amen. They're in a situation called apithia. Right. And and in that, that's another word for unbelief. So you got you got distazo and diacrono, and then you got apistia, no faith, and then apistia, which means will, a willful disobedience, rebellion. So again, we see that they could not enter in because of Pistia. They didn't have any faith. Amen. And they didn't want to trust God regardless of all the miracles and everything they went through. They still refused God's will and word, man. Mm. Now, look at this scripture in James 1.6. Praise God. I love these teachings because it encourages me. And uh, and like I said, if there's a place in an area of my life where I'm not growing the Lord, I need to check check. Am I in doubt? Am I in, and I am I in unbelief? Do I need the Word? Do I need to get taught in this area? You see, um, James one six, and I'm going to read the scripture above that. If any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God that gives to all men liberally, and upbraideth not, and it shall be given him. But let him ask in faith, without Diacrono, without hesitation, without pause, you see? Without hesitation, without pause, without uncertainty, being unsure. So it says, <clears throat> let him ask in faith without wavering. Nothing wavering. For he that wavereth, see? Wait a minute, I'm sorry. Yeah, well, nothing wavering. So nothing diacrono. Don't doubt, don't pause, don't hesitate. For he that wavereth, the word wavereth here means... Again, it's the same word, diacrono, which he that doubts, right? He that pauses, he that hesitates, he that's unsure, he that can't is is can't decide, right? It's like a wave of the sea driven with the wind and tossed. For let not that that man think that he shall receive anything of the Lord. A double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. The word double-minded there is that the word dip sucos. Dip is two sucos is the word soul, twice soulish. You see, you're back and forth, man. You can't make a decision for the life of you because you want you pause and have to hesitate, right? You're not sure. The word of God says that I'm healed. Well, you know, you start throwing all this doubt and unbelief out there. All right. Now it says in uh let's see here, let's go to another one. If you're double-minded, you're gonna, therefore you're going to be unstable in all your ways. And the word unstable means inconstant, restless, right? You don't have any peace because you're not standing on the foundation of the Word of God on the matter. And praise God, like I said, like I said, you cannot have peace unless you're under governments, under the rule of the Word of God. Have faith in God, Jesus said, man. Have the God kind of faith, and that faith is going to bring you to that place of because you believe in the Word. You're going to have peace because you're under the word, the government, the law, the word. Mm. Look at this one in Matthew uh, 21, 21. Praise God. Amen. All right. And Jesus answered and said unto them, Verily I say unto you, if you have faith and doubt not, diacronon not, you shall say not only to this which is done to the fig tree, but also 
If ye shall say unto this mountain, Be thou removed, and be thou cast into the sea, and it shall be done. And whatsoever, and all things whatsoever you ask in prayer, believing, you shall receive. You shall lumbano. So we're going to get into that one <clears throat> a little bit more from the from the passage of uh, Mark 11, 23, 22 and 23, I think. But the point is, it's going to be the same thing. You see, the mountain here represents a problem or a situation in our lives that seems like it, it can't be uh, overcome or, or, or brought under, if you will. But the scripture says here, Jesus said, you're going to do what I did to this fig tree and you're going to be able to save the mountain, be thou removed and be thou cast into the sea. Do you believe God's word? Are you fully persuaded? You must be fully persuaded in this word. It's not going to work otherwise. And you're not going to please God because you're not moving in faith. Excuse me a minute. Ooh, all right. <clears throat> so doubting. <clears throat> now look at this one. This is Acts 10, 20. Peter, look what the Lord told him. And, and, he's, and he had this vision. While Peter thought on the vision, the Spirit said unto him, Behold, three men seek you. Arise therefore and get thee down and go with them, not the Arcano. Don't pause or hesitate, Peter. Look at that. Jesus telling Peter directly, Don't pause or hesitate, <clears throat> for I have sent them. See, Peter had an opportunity right there to pause or hesitate. And if you remember, he denied the Lord Jesus. They asked him, you're one of them. He says, no, I'm not. He denied the Lord, amen. He paused and hesitated without understanding <clears throat> what he was doing there. But later, thank God, he repented. Now, uh, now let's look at this. Mark eleven twenty-three, And I might have to cover this a little bit more next week, but Mark eleven twenty-three. All these Greek words, you know, it's so precious because they give you some understanding about what, what the word is saying instead of, you know, our simple, uh, our simple, what am I trying to say, uh, view about the matter. You know, like, for example, there's, there's, there's uh, nine different, eight, nine, let's see here, nine different Greek words for the word gift. That's pretty amazing. And yet, and all of them don't mean the same thing, obviously. So what I'm saying, not to say that, you're going to see here in a minute now, we're going to give him a couple other Greek words, lego and, uh, and epo. <laughs> so let's read the scripture, Mark 11, 23. For verily I say unto you, that whosoever shall say unto this mountain, be thou removed and be thou cast into the sea, and shall not doubt the acrono in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he saith, saith shall come to pass, he shall have whatsoever he saith. Therefore I say unto you, what things soever you desire, when you pray, believe that you receive them and you shall have them. Praise God. Amen. Mm. Now, there's, there's a Greek word here. Uh, the word saith is the word lego. And lego means to, um, to, to lay forth, to accept discord, to mean to mean, to intend, to purpose, to expect. And the word lego, say, uh, the word lego is to lay forth with your words of your mouth, the intended course of action which you mean or purpose from your heart to follow. Now, so let's look at that here. Uh, let me see here. Did I put that in the outline? Oh no, I'm sorry. Okay, so if you look in. Uh, Back to verse 23, for I say, for verily I say, that first word is lego, which means to lay forth the set discourse unto you. Therefore, verily I say, verily I lego, I set forth the discourse unto you, that whosoever shall epo, which means to speak or say unto this mountain, be thou removed and be thou cast into the sea, and shall not diacono, to pause or to hesitate in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he saith, lego, Right to lay forth shall come to pass. He shall have whatsoever he apples. Amen. So Lego is a set course. Diacrono is to pause to hesitate and apples to say. So verily I Lego unto you that whosoever shall apple unto this mountain be thou removed 
and be thou cast into the sea, and shall not diacrono doubt and unbelief, right, in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he saith lego, they shall come to pass. He shall have whatsoever he saith. And when you look at the, the previous few verses there, starting with verse 12, and on the morrow when they were come from Bethany, he was hungry. And seeing a fig tree afar off, having leaves, he came, if happily he might find anything thereon. And when he came to it, he found nothing but leaves, for the time of the figs was not yet. And Jesus answered and said unto it, No man eat of the fruit of thee hereafter forever. And his disciples heard it. And in the morning, as they passed by, they saw the fig tree dried up from the roots. And Jesus, and Peter calling to remember, saith unto him, Master, behold, the fig tree that thou cursed is withered away. And Jesus answered and said unto him, Have faith in God. And when you look at that in the Greek, he's saying, Have the God kind of faith. If he's saying, Have the God kind of faith, does that mean that there's other kinds of faith? Faith in what the doctor says, faith in what the world says, about whatever we try to get into. Let's say, for example, you look at the world and their philosophy and how to handle our children. But you look at the Word of God and it's, it's very explicit and clear that we must teach them and train them and correct them as necessary. This is the way of the kingdom of God, right? you got two opposing philosophies and views. And it's interesting because if you look at the philosophies and the views of the world, and, the, and in many matters that, the, that that liberal attitude is, is bent towards, look at, the, look at the conclusion of the societies that they represent. It's poverty, it's poor, it's, you know, you got all these cities and in, 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 in areas all over the United States that are struggling because of these views that are not of the kingdom of God. It's pitiful. But the point I'm getting to here is that, so he told them, have faith in God. Then he said, verily I lay go unto you that, who, that whosoever shall epo say, all right, Unto this mountain be thou removed, and be thou cast into the sea, and shall not diacrino in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he legos shall come to pass, he shall have whatsoever he echoes. Amen? It's very, very clear there. Now, so when you diacrino, you're unsure which causes you to hesitate, which causes one to withdraw from. And that's not what we want to be, right? We don't want to withdraw from the Word of God and the Kingdom of God and the ways of God. We want to be clear and, and, and be explicit in what we're saying about the Word of God. Amen? And when you're going to deliver a word to a brother or sister, don't go up there, uh, I think I have a word of the Lord for you. May I deliver it? There's no, there's, and, and you're about to lay forth the Word of God. You, you, you're going to bring forth some direction and you're going to bring forth a, a set discourse. And you bring it forth, and it's just something you're saying. There's a distinction there, right? One's coming from your heart, your spirit. The other coming from your soul and through intimidation and fear. You understand? Be bold, amen. Be strong in the Lord, the power of his might, amen. We're representing the Lord Jesus Christ in this earth, amen, our Father. Hallelujah. Now, let's get into this other word, doubt. Now, if you... Like I said, that 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 that, um, that whole teaching right there that I talked about just now comes from a teaching called Doubt and Unbelief. And I'll see if I can find the playlist real quick here. It's, it'll do you good to go through these uh, teachings in, in depth and, and hear. Uh, here it is right here. Hallelujah. I'm going to post this for you. See if I can get the share here. Yeah. And again, this is on the YouTube and uh, on the channel there. And um, this is called, talking about doubt and unbelief. So now, let's go to the next word, doubt, it's, which is word distazzo. And distazzo means to duplicate, to think twice, to have a second thought, to reconsider, to question. Where is it found? Mark 14, 22 to 33. Mark 14, uh, 22. It says here, let's see here, Mark 4, no, I'm sorry, Matthew, sorry about that, Matthew 14, 22, praise God. And straightway Jesus constrained his disciples to get into the ship and go before him unto the other side while he sent the multitude away, all right? Now, if you read on here, the, 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 they were in the ship and they were really concerned 
And all the way to verse 31 is where the word is used. And immediately Jesus stretched forth his hand and caught him and said unto him, O thou of little faith, wherefore didst thou Gustavo, wherefore did you think twice, you had a second thought, you reconsidered? I've already been teaching you about faith, and I've already been teaching you about the set forth that you did, that you lay forth is, is, is your faith in action on the Word of God about the matter. And why did you pause or hesitate? No, I'm sorry, why did you have a second thought here? Why did you reconsider? Right? And when, the sh and when they were come into the ship, the wind ceased. Praise God. Why did you distazzo, Peter? Some doubted. Matthew 28, 17. I'll read verse, two verses. So he took the money and did as they were taught. And this saying is commonly reported among the Jews until this day. Then the eleven disciples went away into, the Gal into Galilee, unto, into a mountain where Jesus had appointed them. All right? He told them to go to a certain place. He put it in order, he stationed it, he tasseled it. And when they saw him, they worshipped him. And then it says, but some doubted. Some distanzoed. Some had a second thought. They weren't sure, man. They reconsidered, they questioned. Wow. All right, now. So, the scripture says in 1 Kings 18.21, First Kings eighteen twenty one. And Elijah came unto all the people and said, How long halt ye between two opinions? If the Lord be God, follow him. But if Baal, then follow him. And the people answered him not a word. Halt ye between two opinions. Opinions is the word ambivalence. <coughs> ab 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 ambivalence. When you're in ambivalence, you seem uncertain about what they really want. You're not sure, in other words. You're division. You're you're divided in your in your mindset. You're uh, you see, you're distanzo. In other words, the description of distanzo. You have a divided opinion. So the scripture says in James one five through eight. We read that earlier. We'll read it again. Praise God. James one five through eight. And if any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God that gives to all men liberally and upbraideth not. And it shall be given him. But let him ask in faith nothing wavering, nothing diachrono, nothing doubting. For he that wavereth diachrono doubts, pauses and hesitates, is like a wave of the sea driven with the wind and tossed. For let not that man think that he shall receive anything of the Lord. A double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. You're going back and forth between two opinions. Double-minded is dips who coast. Uh, maybe I should. Maybe I shouldn't. I know the word says this, but, you know, and you have all these conflicts, amen? You don't just reach out there in the purity of faith and trust in God, right, as a little child, and just trust God for what his word says. Divided in mind, man. You have two opinions. <clears throat> so again, let's go review these two definitions. Diakono is the one who starts with two directives. He's at the crossroads or the why, and he pauses. Distazzo is the one who starts in one direction but later reconsiders. Thank you, Father. You, you healed my body. I thank you for it. A week later, oh, I thought I was healed. And here we go, man. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. You start speaking, speaking death, and guess what? You're experiencing the, the infirmity or the sickness or the poverty or whatever again. You get it? That's doubt and unbelief. Now, next week, we're going to talk about unbelief. Again, there's two words for unbelief. Amen? And they are... Um, <clears throat> what does that doubt? Apistia and epithia. Apistia means no faith. So you get how do you get that remedy? You get in the word. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word. And then the other word is apistia, which means willful rebellion. You know the word of God, but you rebel against the principles and the teachings of the word of God, and you don't want to do the word. So you willfully repent. I mean, disobey. Hallelujah. All right. Father, I thank you for this tremendous opportunity to bring forth this teaching, Lord of God, to your people. I thank you for your ways, Father. The children of Israel knew your acts with Moses, knew your ways. 
And I thank you, Lord Jesus, that you taught him as one that had authority. Amen. And I thank you, Father God, right now that you've taught your people, you've trained your people. I pray that your people will be encouraged in your word and get doubt and unbelief out of their lives. Get get the stats out of their lives where they where they <clears throat> make another decision, a choice outside of your word. I thank you, Father God, that without faith it's impossible to please you, Father God. For he that comes to you, God, must believe that you are and that you are that you are a rewarder of those who diligently seek you. I thank you for those who are partaking and those who will partake in the future, Father. I bless you, Father, for your word, and I thank you for your precious Holy Spirit right now that quickens us according to your word. We bless you, Father, and we give you praise, Father. In Jesus' name, amen. Give thanks. Give thanks to the Lord.